Joyce E. Pod of Wales. Welcome to the Pod of Wales. I am Kira Pritchard-McLean. And I'm Essel Sears. And this episode we are in the Rhonda. Do you call yeah. it the Rhonda? Um, I don't know if I'd call it the Rhonda. As in, it is technically the Rhonda, but I think I'd just say Rhonda. Rhonda. I'm sounding a little unsure because... I, this is a part of the world I don't really know about. Okay. I don't know which parts are part of the valley or the district. Yeah. And, and which you parts don't are. want to get it wrong. But I've been so excited about this because I have a lot of roots in the Rhonda Valley and I am very passionate about it. Um, th- this is going to be a weird dynamic, I think, because you don't know anything about this area. No. And I am going to bore you with my family history going back probably about 200 years. Oh, love that. No, very into that. It is phenomenally beautiful here. This is the stereotypical valleys. It's very rural, but quite harsh Mm. in some parts, but beautifully harsh. Mm. Gorgeous. We've got some lovely food journeys coming up. There are so many nice food places around here that people just don't realise what a culinary treat is in store for them here. We're going to Triorki, and apparently the... The high street is incredible. Booming. Yeah. Absolutely booming. Loads of independent shops, which speaks to my soul. And finally, I've never done it before, and yet I absolutely reek of it. It's your friend of mine, glamping. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I've never glamped either, but I have brought some cocktails in cans. I think that's the vibe, isn't it? That's the glamping vibe. Yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I've I brought no thermals or anything like that. But I brought some bougie pajamas that keep no heat in. <laughs> I think we're going to have to just huddle up. Yes, I think so. Um, the, this, the last bit of this podcast is just going to be us spooning from a yurt. <laughs> just pulled up at a lovely farm in Penacoid Kai. Correct. Yes. And it's these fantastic stone outbuildings all around a stone farmhouse. It's stables everywhere mm. and beautiful farmland. And I can see a load of, at the end of this yard, I can see a load of black and white ponies. I'm so excited about this. We both love horses, yes. right? And this is a pit pony rescue centre. Yeah. Which is incredible because I honestly thought they would all be, sorry to be a downer, dead. <laughs> yeah. I thought they would all be dead. So the fact that there is a centre that exists like this is yeah. amazing. And it's run by a guy called Roy and his family. So mm. we're coming here to meet Roy. He's going to hopefully let us touch the ponies. That's the main reason we do the whole podcast. I mean, even if he doesn't let us, I'm going to touch a pony. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when they first said, would you like to do this podcast? And we we're like, yes. And they're like, what are you interested in? Do you remember what we said? Food, booze and ponies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next few days in the Ronda is hopefully going to tick yeah. all the boxes. And do you know what's even better than a pony? It's a pony with a backstory. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it's like X Factor. We love a sub story, don't yes. we? Make him an underdog. <laughs> so, yes, I think we're going to go meet. I think this is Roy coming up to us now in his. Um, that is a jacket that. I think I need one of those. It's like floor length, practically. Floor length, isn't it? Mac. Yeah. With those shoulder flaps. He's not messing around. No. You know those kind of wax coats? Is it right that you have to treat them with urine? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was once um, bitten on the boob by a horse. Oh, really? Really hard. Are you going to brag for the whole podcast? I am going to brag for the whole podcast. Right. <laughs> so you've got Shetland there as well. Yeah, that's Poppy. That's the cleverest oh. Shetland you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> Would they have had ponies as small as that going? 
going down. Yes. Really? Yeah. Do they get any respiratory issues from being down the mine? Yes, coal yeah. dust on their lungs yeah. like the men. Yeah. Wow. Um, I truly believed it was something that used to happen. Mm. And when you saw Black Beauty, the film, and you saw the coal mine bit and that, that's, yeah, that's what it was like. Well, we're both very excited about this, obviously. Yes. Forest Achav Rehabilitation and Rescue Centre. Roy, you are <laughs> the boss of that. Have I said that right? Well, I'm a toster, yes. Okay. We don't have bosses, really. <laughs> um, I like that vibe. Very relaxed, very hippie of you. So this is a gorgeous farm in a beautiful, beautiful valley, and it's full of rescue pit ponies. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Most of those ponies have come and sadly gone. Um, we've only got one pit pony left. How many ponies have you seen come through the farm? About 15, but I don't, I've never counted them that way. Yeah. I mean, they've come ones and twos. So where would the mines get the ponies then? Where would they source them initially? Just from local farms or? Yeah, I mean, it was a huge industry. Yeah. This farm bred pit ponies. How, how long ago then would they have been breeding them here at this farm? 100 years ago. You see, I'm very excited about this because I'm starting to think, because my two of my great-grandfathers mined over in Triochi and Kumpak. And I love to think that maybe some of the ponies that were bred here, maybe they worked with them. That's lovely. They both came from farming backgrounds, so I like to think maybe they weren't b to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, what it's, was it like with some of them when you when you got them? I, I bet they hadn't seen grazing like yeah, this. or been a wonderful sunlight. experience, mm. really has. Some of them were such characters. <laughs> Most of the pit ponies that came here were used to explosions. and I could start a chainsaw up next to them and they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Wow. I guess it's like police horses, isn't it? Because yeah. they have to train them to be desensitised yeah. to everything. Imagine a policeman on a Shetland. <laughs> <laughs> I am so impressed with those ponies and their resolve because when I grew up with horses and mine wouldn't go past a plastic bag on a windy day so <laughs> the fact that they deal with explosions that well. I love imagining them just kind of kicking their heels out in the fields and oh it's just I'm getting very emotional. No it's this, lovely so. and also shows you how like resilient they are that they're able to bounce mm. back and and what I thought I would come here and see was was um, ponies that were sort of a bit a bit sad that you know had their <clears throat> best days behind them but they're all jostling around in the yard with each other, <laughs> playing, sort of fighting for dominance. They are very happy, mm. content, well-fed group of ponies. What can people expect when they come to visit you? Well, don't come in the winter. <laughs> come in the summer. Um, May is the best time to come. The May blossoms out and the, it's warm and everything. You know, The ponies, when they're out in the field... They're very settled. They're generally one herd in the summer. Yeah. You go out there six o'clock in the morning and it's like you found a pony's nest. There's <laughs> a big crowd of them all laid Aww. down. They've been slept there all night. Um, and they must get quite a lot from the visitors as well. Some of them mm. really were vying for our attention yeah. when we were out there. So they must enjoy seeing new people coming the, the in. The youngsters and... particularly, yeah. yeah. Especially if you've got a handbag. They love to sniff <laughs> you and check you out for miles bars and things like that. <clears throat> I'm oh, the I same. I will sniff your hamburger if there's a Mars bar in there. <laughs> and I will bite you for it. <laughs> Dogs are okay on a lead. People in wheelchairs. If we know they're coming, we can organise things so that they can see some ponies. Amazing. We, yeah. we do have a... It's called a mule. It's a four-by-four four 
My parents have got one of those. It's, a, it's like a, a golf buggy for a farm, isn't yes. it? It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> it is. It's just so noisy, you can't have a conversation over it. <laughs> but it's good. It'll go anywhere, and we can take them right up to the ponies. Very good for collecting firewood. Oh, is it? Oh. Do you yeah. have any spare firewoods going? <laughs> We're obsessed with free wood. Kiri and I, we've got a competition going, because we love yeah, we love collecting free wood. We love not paying for things <laughs> like wood burner, that's what I mean. It's so nice what you're doing here, because it's... Uh, uh, preserving and talking about a really important part of our history mm. and also giving these gorgeous animals a really lovely retirement is beautiful. Well done, mate. Yeah. So Thank great. you very much for, for showing us I around. Mean, we have a little gift shop in the summer. One of the stables turns into a little gift shop. Do you, I love <clears> a gift shop. Do you have any merchandise? Yeah, that, that's, okay. that sort of stuff. I mean, because what I'm saying is, you know... She I'm, wants to buy something. I would kids. like to buy something from you. <laughs> these are trolley tags. It made to look like a little stable. Sold. I'll buy one of those. I'll buy one of those. Definitely. So that's the sort of thing we sell. Oh, for the trolley? I never have a pound for the trolley. (gasps) And I hate that we always have to have a pound in it. So you've sold two of those. We'll buy those. I will give you £50 for it. (laughs) We've just come from the Pit Ponies and I am hungry. And we found a lovely little place in Pontypridd called a bunch of grapes. Which I I hear through the bunch of grapevine <laughs> that it's quite not famous but very well thought of. It it's is amazing, and you wouldn't even know again like with the pit ponies, you wouldn't know it's here no. because if you're passing, because you have to do like a proper hairpin. Yeah. yeah. A handbrake turn into the small road that leads down yeah. to it. Yeah, make sure your tyres have been checked. <laughs> you come down here and it's so nice and welcoming and warm and there's yeah. a real buzz in here. It's yeah. really full. Loads of um, local stuff on the menu, loads of local stuff on the bar as well. Yeah. And can I just say, as the tedious vegan of the podcast, my main role... It is tedious. Um, <laughs> it is tedious being made to eat meat on my behalf, I imagine. The vegan option is absolutely incredible and really thoughtful as well it's not just your usual stuff yeah i am so excited to eat here good so i'm having to start um oh my gosh pan fried soy glazed tofu with napa cabbage can't wait to find out what that is <laughs> pear coriander salad ginger and chili lime vinaigrette i mean even for a big meat eater like myself i would be ha- very happy with that so lovely nice. those yeah. flavors as well again that's what i mean really thoughtful about what yeah. goes together yeah well <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to go with some sort of pork belly uh, (laughs) because every single place we go to eat, if there's pork belly on the menu, you make me order pork belly. Yeah, so I can watch you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing weird about that. (laughs) Especially considering we didn't know each other very well before this podcast. (laughs) I mean, we've bonded over pork. Sometimes I'll whisper slower as you're eating it. (laughs) I've seen you dribbling. It's fine. So I'm going to start with the uh, smoked pork belly burnt ends and then I've, I've spotted the brisket with charred onions. And then for main, I'm going to have pan-roasted celeriac, basil oil, sambal, and then tender stem broccoli. I can't, I'm so excited. Good. Are you having chips? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. A pulse. If I order chips, you can't then have some of my chips. That's not why I signed up right, to this. Right, okay. not to be given rules like that. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of fascistic regime am I living under? <laughs> Also, I bet they're really good chips where they cook them in, like, goose felt or something delicious. I'm, I'm going to go to the toilet to eat them. <laughs> I wish you'd stop saying that about the meals we have together. <laughs> How was your food? So good. Was it? Really, really good. I good. had some of your chips as well, so thanks so much for that. 
but only because my brisket toasted sandwich was massive. It was huge. It was, it was like the size, size of your head. <laughs> <laughs> the size of my head, but the shape of a foot. <laughs> <laughs> but make it. I, what's mad is you would never listen to this podcast and think we enjoyed our meals. <laughs> but they were so nice. It's um because this is like a really gorgeous pub, and what I've got kind of used to as a vegan is going into Welsh pubs and being like, oh, I'll have whatever bad version of a vegan burger you've got. Yeah. But that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Proper food, lovely ingredients. Oh, the celeriac was incredible. So many good complimentary food. And the tofu I, as I well. noticed you didn't offer me any. No. I silently <laughs> ate with my head down and finished before everyone else and then started on your chips. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. How was yours? It was amazing. Like, the brisket was just perfect. Like, it was, it was just chewy enough. Yeah. but like also falling apart and like there was some kind of dressing in there as well which I, I kind of want to know what it was but also I don't I like the mystique of dressings oh sure I, I, I like you know I, I'd like to be able to remake it but actually oh you keep won't it, no. yeah you won't so <laughs> um, it's really nice to work as well because it's not hammered in here but you can tell people love this pub people have been yeah. sat in here for hours like yeah. there's couples in here and there's the usual old men propping up the bar but like big big groups who are having food yeah it's obviously very well loved yeah I, I would move here just for this pub <laughs> I moved to where I am now because of the pub, so uh, yeah, I've they've, got form. They've floated a dessert menu to us, uh, which normally means me it'll be a sorbet and nothing else. Yes, but then I noticed, and I got very excited for you because there's a vegan Welsh cheese board. I cannot, genuinely, I cannot believe it. I pride myself on knowing a lot about vegan cheese mm. and a lot about Welsh produce. And according to this, it's five cheeses from North Wales, yeah. from a place called Satsuma Pips. I am... I well, in fact, I swore loads when I saw it. I can't say it on here. But they've also got vegan panna cotta, which is notoriously hard to find. So I might. Is this gross? I might order the panna cotta and ask if they can give me a cheese board to take away. And you're gonna eat in bed tonight. I'm gonna eat it in bed. Yeah, okay. and you're gonna have to watch me do it. <laughs> We're gonna top and tail. We'll be next to each other like Eric and Ernie, and I'll be the one putting crumbs in the bed. Okay. Yeah. Enough oh. about you. What am I gonna have? What are you gonna have? I don't know. Am I allowed to pick for you? Can I? Okay. There's some words that are jumping out to me. Yeah. And it's ice cream and it's Welsh cake. Okay. Because it's Welsh cake flavoured ice cream. Yeah. That, right? Yeah. Or maybe you could ask, because they've got a sticky top pudding, maybe you could ask for that with a scoop of Welsh cake ice cream. <gasps> and then you'd have the best of everything. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. See? You're like, um, uh, what do you like? You're like creepy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A feeder? <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, some women pay to have their colours done and a woman comes and holds pashminas up. I feel like I'm that for food. I know what people want for food before they even know it. So, like, you'd be holding, like, you would meet up against yeah. my face. I'd be holding a piece of pork belly next to your face going, see? See how that lifts you? You don't look as drained now. And you'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> We've travelled all the way from Pontypridd, and we're now in Triorchy. I'm blissed out on pit ponies, mate, because it's been so beautiful and blustery as Wales has it in her arsenal to be. I think I'm exhausted from oxygen. Yeah. You know, when you've had too much air. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for tomorrow. I think we've got a really fun day. We're going to go along um, Chalky High Street. Award winning, I believe. Yes. Full of independent um, shops and restaurants and cafes and stuff. Um, from my experience here, because I, I lived here for a couple of years, and what I noticed was that as soon as a shop shut for whatever reason, it would immediately be replaced by a new business within a month. That's so delightful to hear because one of my great worries for many places in Wales is that when those shops disappear, they mm. stay like a 
a tooth that's been pulled out and they're not always replaced. Yeah. And the thing is, because it's near, right at the end of the valley, it kind of has to be like that. It kind of has to be on the high street. So th- there's a feeling of, you know, if they don't create it, mm. if, if people here don't build those businesses, then there wouldn't be anything here. So, yeah, I think there's a cycle and it's a very positive one. Yeah, it means it's a community investing mm. in itself as well. Yeah. So I'm really excited to... Um, use all that sort of intellectual justification for going going around some chazzers, going around some charity shops tomorrow, spending money. <laughs> and then, glamping. I cannot wait. I don't even know if we're staying in tents or yurts or, or cabins. I'm really excited. In my head, it's a bell tent. It's a cave. Are we in a barn? <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to see where we are. Well, I think that it's going to be great in that I'm going to feel like I'm camping, but with none of the, none of the perils... Okay. And that feels great because then I can tell people I've camped. Okay, yeah. But then I can still ha- have a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there will be electricity there. Okay, the producer's nodding. Okay, yeah, that's fine. If there's electricity, I'm happy. <laughs> what a low bar you've set for this podcast. Do you know but- what? I'm so worried they'll use that as a little clip and then be like, oh, a podcast about visiting Wales. As long as there's electricity, I'm happy. Like, oh, brilliant. this doesn't seem parochial at all (laughs) have you ever gigged around here blackwood yeah blackwood miners institute yeah i'm gigging in mountain ash i think that's close yeah i'm doing a festival in mountain ash mertha i did is it red house yeah, so I've, I've been in this area, but never to here. I've definitely gigged in Pontypridd at the Muni Arts Centre. I know there's loads of comedy on there from time to time. Um, and I have gigged in Chalky as well, because the Lion, where we're going tomorrow, they definitely used to hold quite a lot of gigs, English and Welsh language. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and they were really nice. Um, so yeah, we'll go and find out tomorrow if they're still running them. And if not, give them a prod. Yes. Can you book us, please? <laughs> We've got some material about glamping. <laughs> Good morning, Borda. We're waking up in Triolki. We're in a coffee shop at the moment and it's absolutely rammed in here. <laughs> it's called Hot Gossip and that is exactly what it feels like people have come here to do. Yeah. There's a big cafe culture here. Well, across most of the South Wales Valleys, obviously you had the influx of Italian immigrants during the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of them opened cafes and stuff. And I think even if those original cafes don't exist anymore, I think there's still that desire for that cafe culture here. And I love the fact that people are still opening up cafes. That's great. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's where it came from. So we're going to have a day on the beautiful high street which is very cute award-winning loads of indie shops loads of shops right up my street yeah i will shop till you drop if there's chazzes <laughs> and a hardware shop that's genuinely my favorite kind of high street yeah <laughs> but yeah let's go shopping great i love those soup bowls that have the uh recipe on the side of them yeah they're great i feel like they're due resurgence I want to. Yeah. Isn't that perfect? It's got horses on. This. It's sort of retro. Top shelves. Three quid. I think we're done shopping, aren't we? 
Yeah. I think we've spent enough. Mm-hmm. The plethora of <laughs> mad stuff that I'm coming home with. I got I got my kids um, the Welsh uh, traditional costumes because they've grown out of the ones they wore last year. I like the stuff that looks like proper woolen cloth. Okay, yeah. And I found some. Really? So I bought them, yeah. And they're really pretty. And my son is going to be wearing a bow tie and a flat cap. Very And cute. a waistcoat. And a felt leak which he will pin to his cap whether he likes it or not so lovely so nice this is how how we force culture on our kids in wales again Um, i feel i uh i think i missed out on (gasps) we're gonna have to rectify that i'm gonna buy you the biggest petticoat (laughs) you've ever seen and a huge apron and oh and one of those really heavy shawls you know (laughs) if it gets wet it'll really weigh you down (laughs) one of those it's happening uh what a horrible promise um (laughs) I also got some tracksuit bottoms with a Welsh dragon on them. Why not? My two favourite things coming together: patriotism. Okay, and I didn't trackies. see these. <laughs> I've also got a from a Chaza. I got a brand new tags on <gasps> leopard print. I think shirt dress. Um, that's sort of pink and black tiger. So I'm really like happy that. with loads of my stuff because it's a good mix of like. Yeah. yeah, new stuff and Chazza's, which is my favourite. Oh, it was great. It was so fun. There was um, a hardware store, um, There's a couple of nail bars, nail there's bars. some florists. There's yeah. kind of everything that you yeah. would need. You can get a wedding dress I know. here as well. Like and I, formal wear for men. Yeah, next to each other. Yeah. I did see a wedding dress in the, in the, in the window that I quite liked. Should I buy that? No. Yeah, absolutely. That seems like an absolutely normal thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> For camping? Yeah. For camping. Really putting the glamour in glamping. Um, but we're, we're off now to the Lion, big pub here. Yeah, I'm really hungry. And I think we're going to speak to Adrian, who runs the Lion and yep. has had a lot to do with the high streets mm-hmm. regeneration. It's sort of a um, word on the street. Yeah. He's big on campus. <laughs> That's the vibe I get from Adrian. Oh, and I got a giant pizza cutter, an industrial catering-sized pizza cutter for 10p. <laughs> Genuinely, that's fantastic. That's quite a pizza-heavy household. I'm, I'm really impressed with that. What do you mean by industrial? Massive. Massive right. wheel in it. Okay. Really big wheel. <laughs> Robust, easy I to clean. I don't have any. I cut pizzas with a scissors. I think that is perverse. But <laughs> that's, I honestly have got a real problem with that. Scissors are for a paper, cloth and pubic hair. They're not... <laughs> For pizza. I don't use the same scissors for my pubic hairs for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've got different ones for okay, different fine. jobs. Alright, I'll let it slide. <laughs> we have just spent most of our money on the high street. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some great hauls from yes. charity shops and some some other independent stores as well. Everyone wanted a good old scores, good old chat in the shops yeah. as well, which is really nice. And everyone was really full. Hammered, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the point where you're sort of like shuffling around. I didn't queue up to see the Queen lying in state, but I, that's, it felt like the closest I could was moving around the community shop at the end there. That's not bad for a January, second week in January. Nice. January. So we're, you've just heard from Adrian. Um, we're sat in his beautiful pub now, The Lion. Gorgeous, really nice, and feels like a bit of a beacon on the high street as well, where it's placed, and you can see people congregating in here. So, how long have you been here? So, I've been here almost twelve years now. Uh, the pub was boarded up, um, and the town, you know, was in a little bit of a sorry state as well. You know, like most other valleys, towns were sort of slipping backwards, but we've really seen um, a regeneration in the last five, six years. So there's been a lot of businesses that have been here for generations, you know, some 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. And then we've had about 40 new businesses in the last five or six years. Wow. So it's got a real mix, you know, and when you've got businesses that the owners live 
in the place, they've grown up in the place, they got the kids were school in the place, they've got skin in the game. Mm. So they want to give a lot more to the town and they get involved in, in the events. Yeah. And you just feel that, you know, you, you could go to a Costa, the coffee's decent, you spend your money and it goes to some big chain, you know, big mm. head office somewhere. Mm. Whereas when you go to a local independent coffee shop or cafe, it goes towards someone's ballet lessons for their kids, you know, or yeah. it goes back into the economy as well. This is all absolutely amazing and it feels so exciting for the people of Truk as well to live somewhere like this. People coming and visiting, what can they expect other than like a big community feel? Well, from, you mentioned visitors. Um, you know, we, do, we don't use the word tourism, right? Because it, you go back even three, four years, that's an alien term. Mm. Why would tourists come here, right? We, you know, we go elsewhere, mm. you know? I think our future is going to, our next industry is going to be tourism. You've got Zipworld, which mm. is just <clears throat> 10 minutes on the Rickross Mountain there. Mm. Um, you've got Bike Park Wales. Uh, just just over the mountain, 40 minutes away. Um, they're doing a massive, well, they're putting planning now for a massive outdoor skiing, sorry, indoor skiing resort in Merthyr as well. Wow. Um, the, there's a potential that the Ronda Tunnel will reopen, mm. right? And if that reopens, it'll be the longest tunnel in Europe, second in the world, that you can walk and cycle through. The goal is that in within 10 years, there'll be a family in London and the, you know, the, the father will say, right, where do you want to go, kids? Do you want to go to the Lake District, the Cotswolds, or the Ronda Valley, right? And to be mentioned in that sort mm, of, you yeah. know, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, but that is honestly the potential. Yeah. I think a place is about its stories as well. And we've got plenty of stories around here, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's about, it's about remembering all them, them times, but then it's about looking forward now yeah. to what are we about and I think that's, you know, yeah. that, that's tourism. I think that storytelling element is really important as well, because I, I think one, one characteristic of Triochi people is that you are very good storytellers, and they are all comedians, <laughs> every single one of you. Well, remind <laughs> me never to do a gig. <laughs> Especially in a pub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I, I think, you know, uh, we're in a pub now, right? And for me, and I'm biased because I'm a publican, pub landlord, but the pub is the hub, mm. right? This pub was a catalyst in the town. I think it's a beating heart of the community is mm. a good pub. For the Champion High Street, there was three towns within the four countries, so Wales, Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, and um, there was a public vote as well. So the judges came. I'd had Chalky Male Voice were here to do um, a um, flash mob. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they, were, they were all in, yeah, incognito. All, oh, the, all the gentlemen, gosh. right? The pub was packed, and we were sat down with the judges. And one of the staff came to me and said, um, "said oh, I think you better start. The the choir's getting pretty um, <laughs> well oiled." Well oiled. <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, we better do it." And as we walked towards the door, then they burst out into song. And, and one of the judges had never seen a, a Welsh choir before because no. we're from London. And I said, "Oh, every Tuesday these lads." Do yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Every Tuesday. Oh. I'm sorry about that, guys. Do you know what I mean? And, and it absolutely hammered down. Mm. But a little ray of sunshine came through right, and followed us around the town. And it was absolutely amazing. All the, we had about three, 400 people involved in the day. Mm. Right? Wow. Shopkeepers, choirs, all different stuff. Yeah. And the judges said they didn't realise what a community was until they came here. <gasps> when you talk about it, I guess I get I got goosebumps. goosebumps. And then I have all the heaters on, so I'm not cold. <laughs> I know. And again, it's that, it's that feeling of passion that comes across. Because, And I think that's what we've noticed with all the places we've been to so far in Wales, is that the people you talk to within these communities, they are so passionate mm. about 
not just where they live, but where they work, and they want to share it with people. They want to shout about it, and it's it's so lovely. And hopefully, that that's what we're doing is is being able yeah. to pass that on to people yeah. and make sure they come here. And we're we're not just proud of Chiorki, we're proud of the Ronda and the valleys as well. Right. Because if there's if the next town down either side are thriving, yeah, right, it will have no detrimental effect on us whatsoever. Yeah, we're just going to bring more people to the area. Yeah, just bring yeah, more people, right? Yeah. But we need to come up together because yeah. if somebody is going to come, the visitor is going to come from outside the area, they'll have to pass through two or three towns to get to us. Mm-hmm. And what you don't want is them passing through boarded up pubs mm-hmm. and shops, and you want them coming through this lovely area and then coming to us. Yeah, absolutely. So true. I know we, we said that the pub is more than just food and alcohol, but <laughs> what would you recommend today? Because I'm absolutely starving. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's um, there's a money back guarantee on the fajitas. If you don't like them, I guarantee you won't get your money back. <laughs> now, this is our final sort of stop on our um, Ronde Valley and Pontypridd leg of our journey. But I wasn't expecting to end up in a quite luxurious glamping site. <laughs> no, you're right, and. You, again, it's one of those things. I think so many of the things we've seen these last few days are things that you just wouldn't know that they were there. Because this is so we're at the Fernhill Valley Farm glamping site, and it's it, it sat gets you there brilliantly. But there is a, the last sort of two minutes, you're like, I must be lost <laughs> because you can't see it, and it feels like you're just driving into a valley. Yeah. And then you, it just suddenly appears with these little pods. Yeah. But that's is perfect magic. then because it feels like you've mentally and physically left the town yeah. and then you're here. Oh, they're really cute. Oh, aren't they lovely? The view is wild as well. Yeah. Because they just light up. Well, this was a colliery. Yeah. I feel like a pit pony. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean rubbed by saws. <laughs> I've seen, these are the kind of pods I've seen on the gram but never in real life. Yeah. They're sort of, you know, dome-shaped little barrels. Yeah, like Kirby Chalets. Yeah. Another great track name. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is your one. Do you want to go in? Going in number one. <gasps> oh, wow, look. Oh. It smells amazing. Doesn't it? It smells fresh and new and... It's the wood. So the wood is, um, well, I don't know what it is, whether it's pine or whatever, but it smells so delightful. Pine. Looks like pine. You've got Welsh cakes. You've got welcome Welsh cakes. Yes. This is so lovely. It's here. So it's like a double bed, couple of chairs, yeah. like a little living room, little dining room table. Yeah. Look at the kitchenette. The kitchenette. Oh. No, I, I see no firewood. Can't burn a Welsh cake, guys. <laughs> this is so lovely. Do you know what? I think I could live like this. Well, no, really? no, okay, no. Um, I like to think I could live like this, but I've got too much stuff. Uh, yeah, I have. I've, this is this is would be a storage facility. Yeah. And to ha- imagine having a dog in here. Reek. Yeah. It absolutely reek. <laughs> it's fantastic. Should we get drunk? Oh, please. <laughs> Borada. Good morning. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm all right. It's um I've I felt like a you know how people say snug as a bug in a rug. Yeah. I was a bit like that last night. Yeah, it did feel quite kitschy, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I woke up about three, but with that lovely feeling of like rain and wind lashing the side of the 
pod, mm. but feeling like oh, I feel really cozy and really safe. Yeah. And I thought they'd be cold. And I, I was really hot at one yeah, point. It's roasting. <laughs> yeah. They really walk because it's like a little wooden barrel, isn't it? And <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really lovely. I saw my friend last night from Merthyr. She was like, what are you doing in Triorchy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're doing this thing about, you know, places to visit in Wales. And she was like, in Triorchy? But then when we outlined everything we'd done, mm. there's loads to do. Yeah. And there's stuff that we haven't done as well. Yeah. That we really should come back and do. <laughs> yes. Um, Ponte Lido, we're looking at you. <laughs> Everyone we've met has been absolutely diamond. Whether they've known we're making this or not, they've been gorgeous. Yeah. I've always said to people that I would happily live anywhere in the world it could be somewhere really awful as long as I could take chalky people with me I would you know I would love that and it's true and I think from from speaking with Adrian yesterday it's so apparent that for so many destinations the people really make it mm. and they're just very lucky that they are surrounded by amazing countryside and that yeah. they have some amazing experiences here as well mm. just kind of tops it all off yeah so should we come back Oh, yeah. I'm actually thinking I might just stay now. I don't really want to get up and leave. <laughs> You're into your woman lives alone in cabin in the middle of a valley era. I just need to stock up on cocktail in, in cans. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's what we were drinking last night. <laughs> and also it's testament to why it's so hard to think this morning. <laughs> why does it sound like I've smoked all my life? You sound quite raspy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> This has been Pod of Wales in Pontypridd and the Rhondda Valley. Thank you so much to everyone who's helped us on our trip. I've been Essel Sears. I've been Kira Pridgen-McLean. Pod of Wales is a Little Wonder production in association with Visit Wales.